0: Hey everybody! So, welcome to episode six of Reds Ramblings. Um, it's gonna be the first one I do with a guest. Guest's gonna be my um, old therapist, Dr. Terry Miller. Um, we're gonna be discussing getting his point of view as a black man about the well, the situation that's going on around the country. Um, so, hopefully, guys, you, you people enjoy it. Um, like, share, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Um, give us feedback on everything uh yeah so here comes the video
1: uh i gotta admit that um just a little awkward here but uh because you know i don't do podcasts
0: yeah i mean I'm, i'm obviously pretty new to this as well um but i mean i started it honestly just to have fun but then all this this stuff happened and it's kind of hard to have fun when that shit's going on. You know what I'm saying? Even if you try and no matter where you look, you're seeing something, you're hearing something. And it's, it's, it's aggravating. I'm going to try my best not to, not to cuss a lot. Like I usually do. Um, But I felt, you know, because obviously me being a white guy, I only know, I only can, I don't, I'm only able to understand a certain amount. I can see it, but I'll never fully understand it, you know? So with the one that, that we did, the thread on Facebook a few days ago, and, you know, as well, as long as I've known you, I felt, okay, you know, obviously I can only speak on so much for this subject, but maybe I can get somebody who obviously has, you know, been through whatever that world is. Because again, it, again even, you know, you kind of get what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's with, the, with the thing I said yesterday, even if I grew up with somebody all, all my life, the fact that if that person happened to be a different color, he lived a totally different world, than I did, even though we grew up together. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, so yeah. So I wanted to get somebody uh, the other the other side, the, the side that right. matters in this case. And I've known you obviously a good while. I mean, you're my therapist, or you were my therapist for shit my entire childhood. Um, so I knew if anyone could speak and has seen the the various ways from either your life your kid's life your your right. patient's lives you know because I'm sure you've heard about it through through their eyes as well and seen it through you know their eyes as well so I figured exactly. you know, like, really what better person to speak on it
2: than Harry right. Miller
1: right so so interestingly um I, I would I would say that um I've had an opportunity uh now that i'm forty eight years old to to kind of see um, and identify that this truly is a systemic problem uh I've had a chance to experience this as a young man um, where uh you know growing up as an african american uh you know very early on in life, my father instill certain things or certain values in me about, um, you know, making good choices or possibly even, you know, running into a situation where, you know, law enforcement is involved, um, even talks about racism um, and how um, hatred is taught as a, as a young man. Uh, because my parents always taught uh, me to be, um, to treat people fairly, always treat people equal, um, not to judge uh, people, but uh, pretty much just try to treat people like you want to be treated. Um, and pretty much growing up as a young black man in a young black community, um, I would identify with um, how, as African-Americans, we had certain cultural norms um, that I think played a really big part into how we saw um, law enforcement, how we saw police, um, uh, basically, uh, growing up as a young man, we 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 saw a lot of police um, coming into the neighborhoods. Um, lots of times they would come in, and if they did make an an arrest, oftentimes they would be very uh, violent types of situations occurrences. So we saw that a lot. Uh, sometimes um, we saw that uh, police would come in and kind of deal with a situation. Sometimes it would help, um, I guess, uh, in a sense to where um, they would minimize or reduce crime, but also you would see an unrest or somehow you would see somehow because of their um, involvement, somehow that was interpreted as unjust and unfair um many times i've witnessed that as a young man now um being as i said 48 um i was able to of course come, come out of that environment and of course i have a son now and a, and a daughter i have an 11 year old son and i have a 16 year old daughter and i also have a uh 32-year-old daughter and a 22-year-old son, but um, they had a very different experience than what I had as a child. Um, So even though they didn't experience the things that I experienced or they didn't see the things that I experienced as a young man um, where police officers kind of came into the neighborhood and uh, made arrests or what have you. Um, they never got a chance to see that. However, through social media, through, uh, social media, they, uh, have been able to, you know, at least, uh, ask questions or understanding in terms of, you know, why is this happening? Um, uh, why is there racism in the world? I you know my, 11-year-old, he has been very inquisitive about it. Um, He has grown up in uh, a neighborhood where it's probably predominantly white Americans. Uh, He goes to a predominantly white school. Uh, Most of his friends are predominantly white. So it's with my daughter as well. Um, And so their only experience has ever been uh, has been really positive because uh, they've went over for sleepovers. Uh, they've had friends to come over for sleepovers. Um, but here lately, uh, there's been lots of tension and lots of situations that have brought about lots of questions. And so, what I would say, what I would say to that is that um, there's a conversation. That um obviously needs to take place, and for many years, we haven't been able to have that conversation, and now it seems like um, the time is right to have a conversation about race, about police brutality, uh, addressing issues related to um, is it relevant to say black lives matter how important is that and what does that mean um what did colin kaepernick mean when he took a knee what did he really mean Uh, why are so many people uh upset about what's been seen on national television we witness a man pretty much being detained by four officers, and as a result, ended up losing his life because uh, there was too much pressure on the neck. Uh, And I think that moreover, people have seen this too much, but to see it on national television, I would I would suggest that America has been traumatized, and um, we need to have a real serious conversation about what's going on, why, and how do we address it.
2: No, yeah, I mean,
0: it's kind of like we 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 we've been walking that fine line. And shit, just different situations, different instances, different people kept it kept happening. And you know during that little 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 time frame, you know, oh, you know that's that's wrong, that's horrible, blah, blah, blah. But then it kind of got something else would happen or it got swept on the rug or people stopped talking about it. So it's like, okay, in one ear out the other basically. But then months later, whatever the case is something happened again it'd be the same thing it, it, it's just always been the same thing it's like all right yeah we see this this is bad you know how dare they how dare whoever whatever the case is tomorrow's totally different though you know it's not gonna happen again So, so something like that and it's, it's now got to the point it's like you keep saying that but it keeps happening you you, you keep saying this isn't right this needs to change this this and that, like, we're going to do better, or we condemn this, or we condemn that, or you know, thoughts and prayers, and all that kind of stuff, and it's like, okay, but w- what are you doing, though, and it's aggravating as shit, it's it's pissing a lot, obviously, it's pissing a lot of people off, hell, I mean, it's pissing me off, um, I don't know what the hell is going to come up out of this, and I know I said I wasn't going to cuss, but, <laughs> Uh, I'm not
1: gonna do as much. I think, I think one of the one sensitive idea about what's really inflaming people, I, I believe, has to do with perception of the problem. Mm-hmm. I believe that people's perception of the problem is what is causing such an unrest. Uh, between um, some would argue political lines,
2: okay.
1: um, yeah. and if you will, race mm. in general. But um, but when we look at when we look at law enforcement, when we look at law enforcement, uh, many of us agree that uh, you know we need the police um, to serve. And protect. I think uh, disproportionately African American men are incarcerated, arrested, killed, you know, at a rate that is significantly higher mm-hmm. than other races. Uh, and we're basing this pretty much uh, based upon. Um, the size of the population uh, and uh, the incidences that occur across the board. So some would argue, you know, white men might get more, might get shot more um, than black men. Um, However, proportionately, population size wise, we know that's not necessarily true because they're more, white men and black men. So
0: yeah, I, think, but, I, I don't know if you they, saw the puns I did yesterday, but I mean, I was at work when I did it, but yeah, I kept seeing that like somebody, cause if you, if you just flat out Google the statistics of people shot, shot and killed by police in America, all it gives you is whites, black, yada, yada. It doesn't give the, the percentage of white people versus black people in America or Hispanics or whatever, or what have you. But, right. so, so when you just look at that number, yeah, you, you look at, I think, roughly, I, I posted it yesterday, but roughly it was like 400, 500, give or take, for white people, and like in, in the 200 range for black folks. And it's like, okay, that, that's, that's fine, but you're missing a giant part of that problem. Because, yeah, when right. you look at the white population, it was over 70%. We account for over seventy percent of the nation, while Black people account for I think it was like thirteen point three percent. And man, mm-hmm. ba- my math my math is horrible, but no one corrected me, so I'm assuming it was pretty pretty right. But it came out to roughly. Now, it it didn't go into men versus women, any of that. But it was just white people, Black people in general. Um, but it came out to roughly. I think it was for last year, for 2019, it came out to roughly one in 200-something white people got shot and killed by police versus right.
1: so,
2: one in 30 right. for black people.
1: Right. So when you look at the perception of that, and, and in other words, when you look at that raw data and then you measure that raw data against what you see on television, Then you have to really kind of take pause because probably 75 to 90% of what you see on television in terms of arrest, uh, in terms of what we just recently witnessed with Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. And uh, I mean, there's just a host of others, but. What we witness on television, you 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 can even just take a small portion of that and 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 look at that as a piece of information as to possibly this is why the perception is oftentimes um, it, it, it 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 differs between races. Yeah. As a a black man, when I see this, I see police brutality. Sometimes I believe when other races see this sort of thing, they see police intervention with someone who possibly was so aggressive that they deserve to be treated in that fashion.
0: Yeah, there was... um... Some, I don't remember who wrote an art. It was an article I was reading yesterday on my way to work. And it was from a white, white person. He, he's, he's one, a YouTube person. Um, I'm not going to put his name out there, but he, he put out a thing that he kind of, he described as writing it to his younger self and how, I guess after all this, he's starting to realize the flaws in his views when he was young compared to, you know, growing, everybody matures, hopefully, um, and he was addressing that issue and, he, and specifically, he referenced the George Floyd situation and he, pretty much what he said was, you know, talking to his younger self, he was like, I know as the younger me, you're probably looking at this as, okay, one, that is murder, but what did he do? What did he as George do to deserve that? Not as, this is just straight murder. You're automatically going to the officer side automatically he that, that that's how he wrote it he automatically his younger self would have seen okay well what did this man do for the officer to go that far it wasn't how you know how is this even how are we even here in the beginning you know in the first place it was just automatically well there's got to be a reason for it and there wasn't and that that was one of the things he was trying to I guess he, he's matured enough to where he sees that now as he's looking at it is like you know, you, you, there's not a defense for everything. You can't twist it all, all the time to try and make it fit the view that for whatever reason you have of, well, the cop had to have done it for a reason. No, that's it's not always the case. And specifically right. for this and for, like, like you were saying, a slew of others. i seen a post and it had like all of them or, you know, not all of them, but 20 names and what they did when they died I you know and I didn't recall all those names but the ones I did recall I was like yep I remember that and there was no reason for that there was no reason you can come out with to say yeah but no, no there's no buts in some of these situations and, and it's happening frequent and, and and yet it you know people say well you only Whatever it was, of like racism not going away, it's just getting filmed, or racism not getting worse, it's just getting filmed. You know, I I guess in a sense, I'm kind of rambling here a little bit too much, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Like he he was seeing that on his view and he he reconciled it with himself, thankfully. And hopefully there are others coming through with it because I I would say on this particular instance for sure, this one and the Ahmaud Aubrey case, I've seen more. People on my side, on my side, right, on the white people's side, to vehemently call that shit out for what it was. On both cases, that was absolute murder. No excuse. Screw that shit. That those men should still be here today. I've seen it more, than more, but like it to an extent. Like I was actually kind of. I don't want to this to come off wrong, but I was kind of proud. Of, uh, definitely, I was proud of the ones that were finally standing up and seeing it through the way that I, you know I've seen it my entire life. Because yeah, like I've I i do not fully understand. I will never fully understand everything. I've never lived through it. White privilege is a thing, right? There is no way around that. I've done so much stuff when I was younger you now that I should have been arrested for, and I I'm just gonna assume it was because I was white. You know, I don't know, I never got like, hey, kid, you're white here, go ahead. But m- multiple pullovers with suspensions, multiple pullovers with no license, with, with, with no tag, you know, all, all this type of stuff. I, it, there was even one time, I'm not going to throw out the names of who, was, who all was involved, but it was like 22 or 23 and I had two friends over and they were both. Under 21, so they weren't legally able to drink, but we were all drinking, right? So we were all drinking. One of them got sick and ended up accidentally calling the cops um, or calling 911. So, long story short, aim, cops come, ambulance gets called to send this one person who's throwing up really bad, right? And again, I'm the only one of legal age, but right there, that's what uh, Whatever you call it, um, something with minors and, and underage drinking. I can't remember, I can't think of the actual word. Um, but that is like, how, how do you not arrest me for that? Like, in my mind, when the cops were on the way, I was like, oh, I, I'm getting arrested. You know, I, I got two, you know, underage, you know, under 21 people over here drinking, drunk, want to get sent to the hospital, and I still don't get arrested.
1: Well, well this this is this is why this is why I say it's a systemic problem yeah. because it's 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 not necessarily clearly defined as something that you know might take place in a situational occurrence it's it's more um kind of um uh, it begins with really portraying uh the villain who's the villain who's the villain who's the villain and so uh what america oftentimes sees is african american men going to jail african american men not being able to support and provide for their families african american men um Basically, um, taking up sixty percent of uh, incarceration, among, you know, in all of the prisons across the USA, um, you know, this just this negative stigmatism that is often kind of displayed. Now, what I will say, what I will say, is that, um, you know, I think systemically that plays a part into how African American men see themselves and how people see them. And so uh, I think
2: too, um, until we really have a really, really deep conversation but what you will have,
1: you will have those who uh, have the perception that uh, when they encounter a black male, somehow there's a threat of danger that's assumed. Uh, how do you take that away? I, I, I think um, that that starts early on. Uh, we, we haven't had a conversation about that to To address that uh, through social media, through news coverage, um, even today we still see, you know, through the Ahmad Mar, uh, Ahmad uh, Marbury's case and George Floyd's case, we still see that even when a young black man or a man is murdered on national television, that you know. We can see all of the pieces to that, but then we still are very divided about whether or not his life uh, was worthy and whether or not the police you know, treated him in the best manner that he could have treated him. We're having that conversation. Uh, whereas it would be totally different It would be totally different if we witness a white person being murdered on television with, you know, his or her arms handcuffed to the back. So um, systemically, I think there's a lot of things that have to be addressed. I mean, starting from kindergarten up until, you know, late adulthood. There's some things systemically that, that really have to be addressed. Um, I don't share, you know, political views across the board. All Democrat, or all Republican. I would really kind of identify with being independent, but surely um, there's a conversation that needs to be had about the uh, systemic issues that really align with pro- pro- police brutality and uh, unjust incarceration of black men. Mm. So we gotta have a conversation. I think that um, one of the things that you have brought up that I thought was very interesting is that, you know, you have used your platform to acknowledge that, you know, there is unjust. And even in you acknowledging that, you've gotten resistance from people that I'm assuming that you know very well. Well at least you thought you knew very
2: well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've some like
0: the way the way I try to go about it's, hold on, I got something popped up on my screen. Okay, I don't know what that was. Um So the way I try and go about, especially if I post something, especially now, if it's gonna be to address what's going on right now, I try to only post stuff that basically is indefensible. That way, even if you try it, I have plenty of ammo ready to say why you're wrong. Here's how you're wrong. And even if it gets to the point to where they still don't see it at that point, I can't help it. If you're so, if you're so dead set on opposing something or, or agreeing with some of the stuff that's going on, you're, you're, you're just hopeless. You know, you can't change everybody. And to, to those individuals, it's like, whatever. I mean, it's, there's nothing really you can do. Um, but, yeah, I, I try, I try to put out stuff that, you know, has fact behind it, that this is not necessarily an opinion, because opinions, you can go either way, obviously, hypothetical pieces can go either way. Um, but I try to put out stuff that's actual fact, even if feelings and emotions are obviously intertwined with it, a fact is a fact. Whether you, whether you agree with it or not, that doesn't change that this is what this is. Um, and yeah, there, there are some people that slowly, with, when you talk with them, you can correlate or use certain analogies that they, they come to an agreement. And you're like, alright, when you put it that way, I got that. So especially, yeah, when it comes to people that I know, I've had some talks with one and one in particular that they didn't necessarily agree, but they weren't full blown, full blown against it. So because I knew that person, I was able to put it into an analogy that, okay, so if you do it this way, that, that's what's going on. If you match this up in your world like this, it's the exact same thing as what's going on out there. And sometimes you have to repeat that over and over again. You're like it's this. For you, it's that. For them, it's the same shit. And slowly you know, you'll either it sticks in their head to where hopefully later on, you know, how some of you hear something in the day and it don't it don't really it don't hit you. And then later on you're like, damn that was right or he was right she was right whatever the case is so even if at the end of whatever that conversation was they didn't automatically come out and say you know what man you're right i'm sorry blah 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 i hope obviously that that seed is somewhere in there and later on something happens and you're like you know i, I remember you know red saying something about this and and everything clicks And if you, if I can do that to one person and that person does to two or whatever the hell the case is, you know, I feel like I've I've done something. It's not gonna fix everything. It's never gonna fix everything. Just talking to one individual people. And there's, I don't believe, especially today, there's no, there, boom, here it is, done, fixed. No, this is obviously that's impossible. You got too many people that need to change their views that will never change their views. But well, think I, I think, yeah. can, then hopefully later on, something good, you know. Obviously, the fix that this shit, I, I feel and, and I want to because you're so you I think you said you're 48. So you're 18 years older than me, which I thought you were older, to be honest. <laughs> but I I would I would say in my 30 years of life, things have gotten better obviously they've gotten better slowly but they have seemed to get better again this is from a white man's point of view um in your in your 48 would you would you say things have to an extent gotten better they're they're going the right direction even though obviously we have dips here and there like this shit this is a huge dip.
1: but overall things. When you, when you say getting better when you say getting better are you referring to, uh, in general, everything in general, or are you referring specifically to racism and police brutality?
0: I'm referring specifically to racism. Okay. Now, I'm even encapsulate police brutality into that, but I'm specific because obviously police brutality would go down with racism going down as well. Mm-hmm. A time.
1: Um, well, what I would what I would say is that racism by number, just by number, sheer number of people who might participate in racist behavior or have racist or cinematic types of views, okay. So number wise, um, you may have more people uh, in this country who are more liberal and more open to race mm. than you may have had in the '60s. Okay, but the level of mm. racism within or the intensity and, and even the frequency of racism, I think it's it's pretty much about the same, and and I'll give you an example. Uh, Of course, I I own my own practice, okay, Um, and I'm 48 now, so at 46, I would say two years ago, um, I went to my office uh, one morning, which was about 6.30, I wanted to get there early so I could open. The office. I had a lot of paperwork I wanted to do before I got my day started. But long story short, um, I went inside my building. I came back out to get my briefcase. And when I came back out, the police was there outside waiting. And um, the door was open. I had just opened the door. And um, basically, when they came, they asked me for ID, yada, yada. I, I assisted them, I gave them what they initially asked me for. but. You know, like many people have reported, you know, the officer took his gun off his side. Uh, He asked me to keep my hands shown. Um, Basically, he treated me like I was breaking and entering into the building. (laughs) Um, He asked if he could go into the premises. I said no. He went anyway. But it was just that type of interaction that... um, that I felt, wow, geez. I mean, you know, two master's degree, doctorate degree, and uh, you know, more than twenty-five years of working with youth and adolescents. Um, still, you encounter these kinds of situations, um, and I, I actually knew the officer's supervisor because I had done uh, work with his supervisor in the community before, mm. so. That didn't seem to help much <laughs> that did not seem to help much uh but um it's just a reminder that you know when you start your day as a black man you go from point a to point b unless you're wearing a title you're seen as a black man and It seems as if that many times professional Black men experience, have the same experience as Black men who may not have, Black men who may have not achieved or amassed some of the things that some educated Black men have. Um, You know, they have a, common theme when it comes to interacting with the police so um and keep in mind we just witnessed a very serious kind of thing it's like you know i can't even bring myself to watch that yeah how do you watch that and not be upset by it i mean granted if he wasn't black and if if he was an animal I probably would still feel a certain kind of way mm. that somebody would kill someone in an inhum- inhumane way. Now, if there was an exchange, he was shooting at the police officer, the police officer was shooting at him, great. But to see that, it was almost like a Martin Lutheran in 2020.
0: Yeah, yeah, that shit was painful. That, something's wrong with you if that didn't hurt you on the inside somewhere. If something didn't pull something in you to like, fuck.
1: <laughs> so I, I would say I would say and then and then let me add this. As I, as I told you before, I, I grew up indigent living in an impoverished community. Um, my mom and my dad, they work jobs, but, um, I was a little different than the environment that was centered around me, which is why I kind of made it out of that situation. But now my children, um, I, I would say they're middle to middle class. I would, you know, I wouldn't say we're low middle class. I wouldn't say we're upper middle class. I would say we're middle middle class at least. Um, they, they have grown up as privileged children, mm. pretty much. Um, their counterparts have slept in their beds. They've slept in their beds. They've had sleepovers. Um, and many of their friends are beginning to seemingly have a different view than my my children do. My children sense seeing the same thing I'm seeing.
2: Mm.
1: They're hurt by it. But they're getting responses from children their age that's very different uh, than what you might expect. And so again, you have that question. Is racism taught? <laughs> or Or is it a bigger issue? Is it systemic in that these ideas are being empowered and embedded into the minds of people through television, social media, through um, just what's being recorded? Mm. on film, and on paper. We had a situation where the young lady get the bird call thing, or she called the police for yeah. the bird watcher, whatever that situation was. Okay. How powerful
2: was that to see her do that with
1: seemingly knowledge that it would be effective? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to shoot you or kill you. I'm gonna, It's going to be worse than that. I'm going to call the police. And when they come, you're going to have big problems. Yeah. So, and you know, she did apologize. I, I don't think, I, honestly, I'm not going to defend her. Yeah, And not. I know how long it's 2020, but I will tell you this. Maybe she had an opportunity to really think Hmm. Do a self-assessment. Hopefully, she came to some conclusion that what she may have done was bigger than what she imagined. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is just something you could do. Not really the impact. Yeah. (laughs) The seriousness. It could cost somebody their life.
2: <clears throat> um. Now, did she
1: know that? I can't say that she would have known it would have cost somebody yeah. a life, but we do know that it could. <laughs> yeah. it could cost a person their life. Yeah, that's
0: that's one of the things I, I don't understand, especially with instances like that, with that one. Not like the George Floyd type things, but the instances where you got this white person, this whatever person, for whatever reason, sees, like, like what was the other one? Uh, I think it was a DoorDash. A DoorDash guy was going, was delivering DoorDash, had DoorDash, my wife does DoorDash, you know, mm-hmm. had DoorDash stuff, had mm-hmm. it in his hand, like, hey, I'm going, and, and the dude is questioning what the hell he's doing there with a gun in his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, Obviously working. The man's uh, what what you know, and he's trying to call the cops over that and, and then like the bird lady or you know what what was that one with a picnic? You know, they were just out grilling. Fucking grilling. They're having a good time. And and for whatever reason you don't like it, leave. You go home. You you go off, you walk the other. Up- they're here having fun,
2: mm-hmm. so that, like, right? Right. I they
0: saw can that. Are you? They're grilling. They're having. Their family. they uh, He did a good thing. Yeah, that's that's, that's, uh, that's that. Those those are the situations I don't understand because they those have been coming out a lot, and you would you would assume you would hope imagine that everyone at some point has seen at least one to a A, hey, don't, you know, don't be doing this type of shit. Don't, there's no reason, unless you legitimately feel for whatever reason, but just a family having fun out at out a park grilling out or a man, whatever the bird guy was doing, he was just walking, I'm assuming in the park. You know, I haven't right. really watched that video, but you know, they're off just doing, doing their own thing, leave them the hell alone. And, and when, when, if, if you want to start the call, okay, if you want to start the call, let's say for real you think something's going on, but you want to start the call, think for a second, be like, if I'm wrong, what could happen to this person? Especially if you're going to lie about it like the bird lady. Especially how how open she was about that saying, well, I'm going to tell him you were going to do this, or I'm going to tell him this.
1: Yeah, I mean, he would have been arrested. It would have been alleged that he attempted to harm, and maybe he would have probably gotten a record. Maybe they would have found her guilty. Maybe I'm not going to say that a judge wouldn't have seen or been able to read between the lines. I mean, for one, I I don't want to lose faith uh, in our judicial system. Mm. I I don't. I, I don't think anybody wants that. Yeah. I I think that America has just been wounded mm-hmm. and this flesh wound that has just been endured is bleeding and they need America needs intervention.
2: Yeah.
1: Um this is not just like a run of the mill kind of thing. It's 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 trauma. Mm. And um, I think the people in charge of this great nation should understand that this particular incident needs attention yeah. before it becomes infected. Now, can, will we become a greater nation by getting past this? Yes, but the fact still remains you will revisit this over and over and over and over again until you systemically address the perception Hmm. that's attributed to black men. Now, Again, and I, and well, let me just shift this a little bit.
2: Okay.
1: Now, now, just kind of go in detail what I mean by perception. So, police comes, they do a drug bust. They find $100,000, 50 kilos of cocaine, weapons, XYZ. Well, they didn't grow that in their backyard, right?
2: Mm-hmm. They didn't grow
1: that in the backyard. Yeah, it's illegal. But you that's the way to demonize people. You put them out front, they go to jail. But now you never hear about the bigger fish that's
2: bringing it in. Yeah.
1: So black men are drug dealers. That's the perception. Mm. It, it's like that's what they do. They don't make it, but they do sell it. Why are they selling it? They don't have jobs. Some of them don't. Some of them, I mean, I'm not justifying their actions, but systemically, the system is wired in such a way that when blame is placed, it's often placed in a way that leaves an impression that Black, Men, black people are troublemakers,
2: dope dealers, thugs. It, it uh puts people, people over all of them for two reasons. Yeah. You know, it, so systemically it has to be addressed. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, do you do you think in in our lifetime? we we could we will get there do we think we'll get halfway
1: there <laughs> you know what i'm hopeful um i'm hopeful yeah sometimes i can imagine a world where everybody's different yeah everybody i mean we live in a world where everybody is different everybody looks different but for some reason we're just identifying what color but i envision a world but everybody is different. You have blue people, green people, red people, orange people. And we're so diverse that no one race is more dominant than the other. Yeah, It's just a galactic kind of rule, if, if that makes sense.
0: No, no, I get it. I'm because the way, the way I was talking to a friend the other day at work about it was, and the reason I asked you the question earlier on, do you think it's gotten better? And, and you, you, you made, you kind of went the point I was going right with the number. You see the numbers gone down, but the, the actions are obviously still there. And, and I've, I have no problem agreeing with that whatsoever. 'Cause I definitely agree the numbers are going down. So I feel whether in our lifetime, sure as hell by our kids' lifetime, the with the number completely going down, because obviously you got you got some people up in age who are just hell bent on their beliefs and they're not those those people, it's like was it you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like those people that that's it for them. They ain't gonna be around for much longer. And hopefully either their kid or, or their grandkids, even if, it's, even if they, their negative views are not as hardcore, even if they softened a bit, you know, cause, cause the, the, one, the other thing I was, I was um, talking to somebody about is, okay, there's obviously there's multiple versions of racism. There's the, the two I'm, I'm, I'm talking about here at this point was, you got the ones that no matter what, no. Like that person's not white or that person's not whatever color you are. No, don't always look down on whoever that person is. All right, so you got that, that across the board, all other people other than your own are not right. They're below you, blah, 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 all that kind of bullshit. And then you got the ones that are like, hey, you know, he's my friend, blah, 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 you know, all that. But do not date my son and or daughter. And that's that's still... You might be cool with him as your friend, as your kid's friend. You're, you're fine with all that. Y'all hang out, blah, blah, blah. But the interracial stuff is a no no. And that's still, you can't call yourself not racist if that's still in it. If that's what your child wants to do, the hell are you to say no? And definitely more and more of that is becoming okay. I got a lot of friends, and I'm sure you with all, as the 48 years you've been alive, you've seen it more and more too. There are a lot more of those relationships out there. And a lot more of those kids are probably gonna go up and be like, well, my mom's black, my dad's white or whatever the Keller case is automatically. Like those, those children I, I feel are born into a world where it's probably impossible to be racist. Not, not necessarily to say, but it'll be hard pressed to be racist when that is your upbringing. Obviously, that you can probably go into. Well, was their upbringing good? All right, yeah, but overall, that I would be hard pressed to say that the, those kids would end up like the old timey people that just can't grow the hell up, basically. Um, so I, like I said, I, I would feel because hell, I know my, my kids in kindergarten and he, he was he had a crush on a little girl up the road, she happened to be black, and I joke with him all the time. You know, he's like, Yeah, I'm like, no, no, you like Amara, you like Amara. Um, so my, my kid, I ain't worried about doing that. Like, he's fine. <laughs> um, but I feel as long as more and more people go that route, that is definitely one good trend we have going on in this country. Sadly, though, you, it sucks. I don't want to say we just have to wait it out because that's horrible. But just wait it out. But luckily, that is going, and there's, that, that number is not stopping. I don't see that number stopping. That numbers of of the non-racist people are gonna go up, and slowly all of them are gonna eventually outnumber all the racist bigots and all the assholes and whatnot in the world. But I think once we get to the point where those numbers are like of age to voice their opinions, like 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 what's happened now, if you look at the peaceful protests, it's a mix of everybody. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of everybody in those, and mm-hmm. ten. Probably even twenty years ago, that probably wasn't the case. Yeah, you probably had in, in you know in 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 uh, racial protests, you probably had a white person here or there or whatever other than black person here or there. But I'm sure that's num that number has grown a lot more in what's going in the peaceful ones that are going on today. So hopefully, my hope is that more of those people, decide, yo, I got power in in, in who I choose for this seat, this council, this, whatever the hell in, 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 in the political spectrum and fights hard for that to where the, you go with the number, then you get the policies as well. So you got your number then you get the policies as well. And it's just straight up a lot faster than if you just waited it out. You need those same people to get in, in in positions of power to make that change and you do I, I see it happening i see it more and more because obviously with the protest now i'm sure a lot of people are seeing that the problem is with who's in charge you got a lot of the still the old timies and and who aren't giving up that power because who who wants to give up power, power. once you got power it is hard to take that away it's hard to to, to voluntarily give that up and step aside and let the youth or, or, or the new idea come through. But that's what not just the country has done throughout history, that's what the world throughout its entire history has done. It's progressed, it's improved, it's gotten better. It's taken a long time. It's going, and it's, it's got a lot more to go. But I do see it happening, especially like, again, once those people start seeing, hey, I I can do something. I can get these racist bitches out or whatever the hell the case is.
2: Right.
1: That's, right. That's... And and I do agree with you because I, I really feel like <laughs> Excuse me, that's my dog. It's all good. Um, I, I agree with you. I feel like um racism is an illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, as I said before, uh, a lot of what's taking place now, even you know, in the, uh, you know, considering the fact that we witness uh, a person's death and we see the riots. But it's becoming more about political mm. lines uh, and how we, see racism, Mm -hmm. and I think the people in office, or the people who are elected to office, can be the cure, Mm -hmm. um, because uh, racism is an Uh illness. And what we inject into the body of this government will either cure and heal, or it will become more infected and diseased. Mm -hmm. And I think people have to think about not just prosperity, because this is a great nation, but as a good book would say, man shall not live by bread alone. Yep. And by that, uh, we know that uh, there are some principles uh, some humanity principles that we must strive to settle and to rectify so that we can be a healthy country mm. not a country that's divided and diseased. Well, I,
0: I agree there. I mean it is it's like everyone said, you know, we and we didn't Everyone built this country, everybody. There's no one person that said, hey, I'm gonna do all this. No, it, you, you had to count on the individual help of everybody. So right. everybody's got a hand in it. It will not and cannot function properly unless everybody's involved. Right. There's it's, it's no way, you can't put one. Included one person, one side, one idea in charge and be like, this is it. This is the way it's going to go. This is the way it's going to work. No, no, no. It's, it's never worked for anyone like that. It's never You got to collectively have a whole bunch of opposing ideas and come to uh, an, an agreement on this is the best route. And that's not happening. I I, I don't really want to turn this more into a political thing. So... Um, But as a country, and especially when it comes, you
1: need everybody. Right. You do. It's important. Or, you know, I would go as far as to say that we are a country that oftentimes is considered the great melting pot. So with that being said, our diversity is what makes us strong. Exactly our 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 difference is what gives us a platform to be the strongest country in the world um because I mean when you think about it, I mean we have everything we we have athletes, we have food i mean, you name it, we're just great
2: <laughs>
1: okay. yeah and, and,
0: and that, yeah. If you got the drive to go for it, you, you can do it now. But you got, you got to bring everybody along. You can't just exclude an entire group of people or multiple groups of people and thinking you're going to make it. Because if you get to the top and the whole way up there, you thought you'd counted on these people. If you were somehow able to look back at everyone who helped, whether you realized it or not, you were able to look at who all helped you get there, a little right. bit where, again, right. at the time you saw it, if you were able to like a ghost of Christmas past-type situation, to go back and see who all, who all helped you there, it was a little bit of everybody. You might have had more of one
2: of than the other,
0: but it was a little
1: bit of everybody to help: That's you right. get Where you're at. That's right. I do, I do agree with you there.
2: <laughs>
1: I, do, I do agree with you there.
0: Well, Terry, um, I'm hungry to be honest. Um,
1: good. I, I enjoy it. I appreciate you inviting me to your podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're the first oh, guest. And again, yeah. I think what I've... Do you remember how old I was when, when you
1: first became my therapist?
2: <laughs>
1: you know, interestingly, Jamie, you you were about ten years old. You're yes. about ten years old. Yes. Uh, and uh, you correct me if I'm wrong. You correct me. My dog gets excited whenever my daughter leaves the
2: house. So, but you stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were about ten years old. And uh, I don't want to, I want you to correct me about something. I don't want to embarrass you, but I want you to correct me about something. Uh, You and your brother look very different.
2: Yeah. And you
1: and your brother oftentimes antagonize you because you did look different. Yeah. And you really had a bad, you had a hard time with that. I mean, if
0: you... If you want to go that route, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that because I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm the only redhead, and at the time, yeah, you know, I was I was a big kid, or I was on the bigger side than I am yeah.
2: now.
1: So yeah, I mean, yeah, I I give you that. Yeah. So I can see that. I for sure. I, think I brought that up. I brought that up to say that many times it's difficult for us to. See injustice until Mm -hmm. we've had an experience with injustice. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, when people have an encounter with injustice, they can truly see through a different lens. And I I would just conclude by saying that, you know, many of the people. Many of the people who may, in fact, watch this podcast may, may, may want to just do a self-assessment mm. and maybe consider if they've ever felt a time in their life when they felt that they w- may have been treated differently because of their appearance or their status, their race, or, diff- or, yeah. their, or their finances. Because I think, you know, if they haven't had that, if everything has always been on the up and up, Mm. this might be a reason why it's difficult for them to see. Uh, And so, you know, do you have to have an experience to know what injustice is? You know, it just leaves a question mark there. Yeah. Um, But I, I would definitely just kind of end on that note because I I think that uh, where your heart is in all of this truly I think that um, if people was to know about you from a personal standpoint they would definitely understand your position and why you have those viewpoints that you do which I believe that your heart is one that says that you believe people should be treated equally and fair.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, much love to you, brother. I hope you have a lot of success in doing your podcast. And I know that uh, you're going to be fair and you're going to be balanced. So I look forward to hearing more from you soon.
2: I appreciate that, Terry. You have a good and one. You man. too.